Hello again, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the Mercer County Podcast Club. My name is Rusty Ruggles, and we have another great episode lined up for you for the month of November. Our first segment will be with Mia Hillier, Callie Searing, Griffin Kernan, and myself, and we will be talking about some of our favorite Thanksgiving Day food. We will also tackle the topic of our favorite holiday movies. Next, we will have an interview with WRMJ's own Jim Taylor, Kirsten Benson, to turn the tables on Jim and find out what it takes to be a great local broadcaster. And our last segment will be with our student interview with Robbie Holschlag. Griffin Kernan has again come up with many tough questions for Robbie. He tries to find out how Robbie keeps his busy schedule and maybe even tests his musical knowledge. Before we get started, a big thanks again to Lindsay Bigley from the Soaring Eagles program for making this club possible. And also we would like to thank Brennan Fluet for his engineering and editing of our episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our second episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. Hi, this is Mia Hillier with the Mercer County Podcast Club. I'm here with um, Mr. Ruggles, Callie Searing, and Griffin Kernan. Gee, <laughs> thanks. That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of forget someone's name, some people's names sometimes. Gee, thanks, Mia. It's got to be that concussion. Oh, yeah, I have a raging concussion right now, so I'm going to be a little off today. But anyways, we have a few questions. It's going to be November here soon, so that means the holidays are coming up, and that means Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is probably one of my favorite holidays because I enjoy food probably more than the average grown man. So we have a couple questions about that. So what are you guys' favorite foods? Mr. Ruggles, you're going to start out with this one. This is a big deal for me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Stuffing is my favorite. My mother's stuffing. And it's not noth- nothing fancy by any means, but it's just something I've always looked forward to at the holidays. That's the best. Now, there's a lot of good things, but that's the best. Yeah, stuffing's really good. I like mixing, actually, stuffing with every other food at the table, but that's that's just me. Do Callie? you eat stuffing all the time? Dude, if stuffing's made, I'll eat it. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> <laughs> but so, this yeah. is different. This isn't stovetop. This is, like, real stuff. I mean, yeah. she's not stuffing the bird with it. I don't know if you've ever done that before, mm. but it's just good. It's good stuff. Callie, go ahead. I interrupted. I'm sorry. I like mashed potatoes. If you don't like mashed potatoes, I can't like you. My sister doesn't actually like mashed potatoes, and it really makes me upset that she doesn't because she likes French fries and all other potato products, but (laughs) she doesn't like mashed potatoes, which is the dumbest thing ever, and I hate it. Why why does she say that? Because she's insane. (laughs) I'll grow with you there, Callie. Exactly. textile thing. It doesn't matter. Texture. It's all just potatoes. Dude, the texture of mashed potatoes is so... Du- okay, I get it to some extent because if I'm eating mashed potatoes and there's some just like weird chunks in there, I'm like, oh God, it's like I'm eating brains. It's still potatoes. It is. But, but... Have you ever eaten brains? Yes. <laughs> no, you haven't. I do it in my free time. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't have much up there, do you? Ah, good one. Concussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just calling you dumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got two answers for you because my family is weird. First of all, we have my mom's family, and they are a traditional Thanksgiving family, guys. Um, dark meat turkey. Oh, my God. It is so good. White meat, get that get that crap out of here. <laughs> dark meat is where it's at. You take dark meat and you season it. Maybe if you stuff the bird a little bit, the stuffing uh, flavor latches onto the bird and mm, it is super good. Now, 
in my dad's side of the family, they do things a little differently because they like to mix Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Um, and you might be thinking ham, and it's not the answer. My gra- my great, my grandma makes a uh, Jello. Okay, what's and not it? any kind of Jello. It's like um, how do I describe this? She like puts like meat in the Jello, but the Jello does not is not sweet. Like it's like like a gelatin with meat in it. Okay, I gotta what? stop you right there. <laughs> just just like you describing it, it sounds gross. You just said yeah. Jello We're with roast meat. Your grandma right now. Okay, so it sounds gross, right? Yes, oh yes. It sounds gross to you, but the gelatin is just. It just doesn't have any flavor, but the way that it's that, that it's like it's already cooked, but it, like the flavor of the juices like permeate through the gelatin, so it tastes like it tastes like a solid like a solid broth. It's actually good. So what you're saying is you juice a turkey, and mm-hmm. then okay, wow, what does that even look like? You just juice the turkey. You just squeeze it. What do they call it? <laughs> um, we don't have a name for it. Oh. It's just the thing. Oh my gosh. I would be- <laughs> Like okay, and there's also a drink that they make every time. It's it's Grinch Punch, um, super Turkey good. Juice. No. no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Grinch Punch, and there's also it's funny that they put they put two make two of them. That one of them is regular Grinch Punch, and one of them's naughty Grinch Punch. The adult Grinch Punch. Yes, it is. Right. Ah. And now you see, it's easy to mix up, guys. So Uh-oh. so if you don't have <laughs> into the room, and you see something going on, you you kind of have to double guess yourself because you're like. Which one has alcohol in it? Oh, oh no. that's a bad mix. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. My grandma used to make some slushies back in the day. Uh, I know where this is going. Mia, what? what's what's the thing that you won't eat at Thanksgiving? Oh God, the thing that I won't eat at Thanksgiving. Probably. Oh God, I'll think. I gotta think about this. I eat everything at Thanksgiving. Well, that's fine. That's a good answer too. Like, well, I don't like pie. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Okay, get this. I, I like chocolate pie, okay? That's the only pie I eat. But if it's like freaking apple pie. Listen up here, Mia. What? Chocolate what? pie is not a pie. That's chocolate pie. You just took a perfectly good crust. You could have put apples or cherries or you could put anything in it. You could even put chicken uh, chicken in that pie and it would taste super good. But oh, no, yeah. you no. just took chocolate frosting and you put it into a pie crust. It's not even chocolate frosting. It's like chocolate ice cream. Okay, I will it's agree delicious. with you. I don't actually like apple pie, but every other pie is good. I don't like any other pie except like chocolate and then pumpkin occasionally. Why is it a texture thing again with the apple pie? Yeah. You like eating apples. You like the flavor of apples. Yes. That's I have a very sensitive texture palate. That's probably not a thing. No, that's not a thing. Do you like no. pudding? You like pudding? Yes, I like pudding, but I don't like eating things. If you can feel, oh god, like strawberries, I cannot eat strawberries, but I love the taste of strawberries. What? They're they feel out. disgusting. No, they don't. Have you ever just just a strawberry? Have you ever switched a strawberry around in your mouth? It's yeah, disgusting. I don't know if I have. It's before. a fruit. <laughs> I have to go to Mercer Market after this. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, or just, and then like the pie fillings. Like, they're just all squishy, and it's like brains, again. I had a student talk about a Jell-O salad that their grandmother makes, and it's mint Jell-O with... Yeah, yeah. No, this is a thing. (laughs) Like, back in the 50s, you used to have all these Jell-O salads with, like, cut-up carrots in it. Or this one young lady, she said her grandma makes this mint Jell-O with chocolate chips in it. Mm. I've seen it with cream cheese. I've seen it with cottage cheese. And Jello, and it's 
not right. Like they used to do this all the time. Like you could do a bunch of stuff with Jello. But I'm a little right. bit older than you guys. Just I don't, a little bit. I mean, but at maybe. least I'm not eating Jello with meat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious about that. Like I'm really, really curious about it. Can you bring it in one day and we can eat it? I don't. Have, it's mm. it's got to have a name. Who makes it? Does your grandma make it? No, I no, but with the way you just described it, I was shaking my head because because I was just watching Friends before I got here, and what that reminds me of Supposed is Rachel's doing. trifle. Like it's just a disgusting abomination, half dessert, half entree, and somehow Joey still likes it. I don't know how. Hmm. What? I I'm not a big Friends guy, so I don't know what he's talking I, about. I watched. Mikey episode. doesn't like oh, it, Mr. Ruggles. It. Okay, I I watched it. I just don't remember that episode. Friends is so good. Chandler, oh, perfect man. Oh, I don't think Let's so. Let's not get into <laughs> that. Now, um, that we know that I'm getting hungry now. Talking yeah. about all that food. Yo, I just had chicken nuggets before I came here. I'm set. I was talking about real food. Hey, don't hate. Chicken nuggets are my favorite food. They don't upset my stomach sometimes. But speaking of chicken nuggets, movies. This does not go <laughs> <No. again>. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, but. <laughs> Since. Thanksgiving's a holiday, um, obviously. Uh, there's movies on holidays. What do you guys want to watch as a holiday? <laughs> <laughs> what are your guys' favorite Halloween movies is what I'm trying to say. You want a Halloween movie? Halloween. No, that's okay. Me, uh... we, went from <laughs> we went from Christmas to Thanksgiving to Halloween. What's the next? Hanukkah? Really Kwanzaa? Dude, I meant to say Epiphany? holiday. Okay. So... <laughs> Let's say the period between Thanksgiving to Christmas. There's yes, always yes. movies played on television. Griffin, what is one of your favorites? Ooh, this is a tough question. You see, because I always watch The Grinch when it's on. Okay. The Grinch is probably one of the best Christmas movies ever made. But what I really like, I really like The Year Without Santa Claus. That sounds sad. Never seen <laughs> it's it. It's not sad. I don't think I've seen it either. You've never seen it? Is it a cartoon? You know, The cold, the Heat Miser? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. All right. What? You know, everything, everything he touched burns in his clutch. It's like stop motion yeah. claymation stuff. I grew up with that, man. Oh, super I good. know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so I get confused. it. I love Play-Doh. And those are both good, <laughs> but I got to say, The Grinch is probably my favorite. I stay up to watch it. You're talking about The Grinch with Jim Carrey or the No, animated? no, no, no. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> no, hey, we're, we're talking. I like Jim Carrey. <laughs> we're, we're talking like, we're talking like the original, um, um, the animated Grinch from the 1960s. Okay. You know, um, like mm. you know, like the the, the, the the anime is short. Did you see what Apple TV's uh, taking the Charlie Brown specials and putting it on there? Really? So the people that want to watch all these Charlie Brown specials now they got to sign up for Apple TV. I never liked Charlie Brown. Yeah. Wait a minute. So you're saying that they're not airing it on live TV anymore? I don't think so. So Ooh, Apple bought out the rights to the yeah. peanuts. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who watches Apple TV. That's that's some a lot of people's tradition is to do that because there's a special for each part of the holiday. I wish you could see the tear rolling down my face, but this is a podcast. I think you're lying. Yeah, you have no tears. <laughs> Griff Watch me work one up. Your I face will work is one emotionless. up. Okay. Um. Yes, Callie, answer the question. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday <clears throat> movie? Not Halloween. Holiday. 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 Okay. <laughs> so for as long as I can remember, I don't even know how old this movie is, but... It, it's a family tradition of ours to watch the movie Elf with Will Ferrell oh, in it. Oh, yes. And that is a good one. Yeah. I just, it never gets old. Every year. We have it on a CD. 
I don't, I don't know how the CD isn't like destroyed by now because it's so old. Use the same one. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your favorite part? I like the snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good movie. I like the part where he stands around all the elves because I can relate to that because I'm taller than everyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and your five foot two self. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taller than most people. Yeah. <laughs> Would you consider <laughs> Uncle Buck a holiday movie? Never you know what? Do you know I, what I'm talking about? Yeah, Griffin? I do know. You know, I actually, my mom is really big into 80s movies, so I've probably seen a lot of them that most people, other people haven't. I love Uncle Buck, the giant pancakes. You should have seen the toast. I couldn't even get to the door. <laughs> if you haven't seen Uncle, you haven't seen Uncle Buck? I, mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a good anytime time movie. Yeah, sir. It might be set around the holidays, but. It's kind of like Die Hard. They consider no. Die Hard to be a Christmas movie. Die Hard's yeah. not a Christmas movie. <laughs> no. But it's I a, like Uncle Buck quite a bit. It's a great movie, yeah. It's funny. John he, Candy. You're saying you haven't seen it? Callie, you haven't seen it, and neither no. has Mia? I mean, I probably have seen it, but I don't have a good memory today. Okay. Well, so. hopefully your memories <laughs> will come back and you'll know. Mia, do you have a favorite movie at the holidays? There's this one movie that my mom puts on seriously every day until, like, the beginning of the next year, like from Thanksgiving to January 1st, she puts on, what's that one movie where there's like a little boy and he says the bad word one time. That's Christmas story. Yes. <laughs> My mom loves that. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. That is we, a good one. I, I, oh, I know that movie way too well. It's good, but I'm like, Isn't there wow. one station that just plays it all the time? Like 24 seven. My mom. Your mom? <laughs> <laughs> TBS. Um, every year at Christmas, TBS does a 25-hour marathon. That's a lot. That's a lot of hours in a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my family does that every year. We always watch the marathon. I'd say um, if the Grinch didn't exist, that's my favorite. Okay. And I'm serious. I just love this movie. I love the dad. Like, I love how Ralphie asks him what he wants for Christmas, and he goes, a new furnace. <laughs> He knows a little bit too much about that movie. Yeah, I can't even remember the movie. Oh, there's another movie that my mom has no influence on me for this one, but I really love it. I forgot. That's good podcast work right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good, Well, if though. you think of it, then we got a little bit of time left. Okay. How do you think school's going? Like, we've, we've gotten a lot farther than I thought we were going to go. We're starting week 11. Yeah. How do you think it's going? How did you like student council activity day? I like that. Did you like that? Even I, though I was against Hogan's team the entire day. Did your team win? Did yeah. You, okay. Well, then we that's won by mean. one point. Good job. It was amazing. It was a fun day. I want my team won every single round. Yeah. That's pretty we good. were undefeated. No, Ex you had you had one loss. We had one loss because we played rock paper scissors <laughs> to find out who would win because it was the end of the time. Now I'm going to ask Griffin how he liked activity day. Mm -hmm. But Griffin was remote that day. And there's oh. no one person in the school more excited about student council activity day than Griffin. Mr. Ruggles. I'm sorry. You ruined my punchline for the joke. You were going to ask me. Go ahead. Griffin, how did you feel about student council day? And I would have said, I didn't know. I was in quarantine. Well, it worked out really well. I'm glad. Yeah. Maybe someday we can do it again. And then you can do it. Maybe I, next semester. Who knows? You were going to work card sharks. And you were going to be like yeah. game show host Griffin Kernan. And I never got to do that. Listen, it's going to happen. Eventually. Yeah. Are we going to have another activity day? Because I want to. Well, it needs to be nice outside for yeah. us to do it. We need that room. So I'd like to do it again. I we thought should, it was fun. 
we should not have activity day. We should have homecoming. Yeah, that's a whole nother that's ideal. podcast no, you topic. You know what? I was talking to someone earlier, and I was like, hey, we're, we didn't have prom last year. We should have prom this year. We're not having homecoming this year, but you know what we should do? We should have it outside in like a cabana. Mm. Mm. That'd be so amazing. Idea. We're going to do something. We're going to try to do something. I hope so because yep. I love dressing up. Me it's too. It's so fun. <laughs> I love getting all dressed up in, in little dress. Hey, in we're going dresses. over a little bit, but speaking of, <laughs> speaking of dressing up, costume day on Friday. Are um, you, are, Mia, are you dressing up? She literally up? just like texted me earlier saying like she has an idea. I was just like, oh. Listen, listen. Mr. Ruggles, I yes. told you earlier I was going to be a carrot, okay? You did. <laughs> <laughs> plan, plan changed. Totally not going to be a carrot. I, I think that's a good idea. I already have my outfit, and it fits. I hope, I hope we end up twinning. I don't think we're going to. Oh, you don't know? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Griffin, are you participating? <laughs> well, everyone tell me I'm a wet blanket because I don't have a costume. <laughs> oh. But you can be creative. I'm going to try the dry off hey, this year. What if you did this? What if you put a blanket in the bathtub and then put it on, then you could be a wet blanket. Be a carrot. You know what? <laughs> I, have, I, have a, carrot. I have a better idea. I could just take a giant poster and stand a square. Oh, boy. Wow. Let me guess. You're here all week? I'm here all week, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Every night. Well, well, yeah, well, that was a very fun talk. I loved this today. That was very fun. Like I just said, but that was, <laughs> that was uh, probably the end of this podcast for today. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Griffin Kernan, Callie Searing, Mr. Ruggles, and myself. Uh, thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Kirsten Benson. With me here today is Callie Searing and Jim Taylor from WRMJ. How are you, Jim? I'm great. It's great to be here. Perfect. All right. So we're going to interview you today. Um, so you work for WRMJ, which is a wonderful asset to our community, I think. Um, how did you get into radio, though? How did you choose that? Well, I in college, I was actually an accounting major. I went to SIU Edwardsville. By the way, I think this podcasting club is a great idea. <laughs> so props to everyone that's involved. Uh, I was an accounting major at the Harvard of the Midwest, which is Southern Illinois University <laughs> at Edwardsville, everyone. <laughs> but uh, uh, And uh, one day, one of my friends and classmates said, you know, would you be interested in taking a shift at the campus radio station? Took a shift at the campus radio station and kind of became hooked. I was interested in sports. That's where I initially, uh, that's where my interest really came into play at and then transitioned. I changed my major probably within the next couple of months and became a mass comm major and the rest is history, as they say. That's so interesting. So is sports what drew you to working here at Alito then? Well, sport, I, I interviewed out of uh, college several different places and actually I spent my summer uh after graduation, working at a golf course, Callie Searing, oh, what do yeah. you think about that, man? Mowing greens, cool. yeah, yeah, let go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but anyway, so I interviewed different places, and I had uh, interviewed and not got a job at a radio station in Geneseo, Illinois. And the owner of the Geneseo radio station was 
his name was Roger Coleman. Well, Roger Coleman was the man who brought radio to Alito. He he signed on WMJ. Now, John Hoshet was the general manager there since 79, but didn't become owner till a few years later. And John Hoshite got word that I had interviewed for the Geneseo job and didn't get it. And he called me up and asked me if I would uh, interview out here in Alito. And it's funny because I grew up in the Quad Cities, but I'd, I had always heard of Alito. And I'm like, well, where's Alito at? I'm not sure. And I came out here and got the job. And 30 years later and four kids <laughs> later, two of them graduating from Mercer County High School. I'm still here and, and, and I love this place. And I love the radio station, by the way. And I love the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so interesting just because I feel like, um, you know, growing up in this small town, having WRMJ has been such an influential part of, you know, me growing up here and listening to the football games and listening to um, basketball and stuff. So what is one of the most interesting things you've ever broadcasted for Alito? Boy, that that's a good question. Well, I, I would say most enjoyable for me personally would be uh, my oldest son uh, graduated from Mercer County High School, uh, Ty, and then my oldest daughter, a graduate of Mercer County High School. I would say that the, the thing that has that that I remember the most is broadcasting their games. So, I mean, that's been the most uh, enjoyable aspect of my job now. You know, memorable things, you know, unfortunately in the job when you cover news, you remember a lot of the, the bad things or the controversial things. But I'm at a point in my career where I think about the enjoyable things that I get to cover. And a lot of it involves the youth and what kids do. And uh, I think that's a big part of the station. If we weren't connected to what goes on at Mercer County High School, Rockridge High School or Sherrard High School and celebrating you know, those programs and those kids, I don't know if we would be, you know, be on the air. Yeah. So um, do you think that you have learned anything from like the youth around here? Or is there anything particular about like what we're doing in Alito that you have learned about? Well, I tell you, I have, you know, that's a good question. Because uh, if you talk about like, well, do you have any regrets growing up? And I, I really admire, because I, I grew up participating in, you know, my main extracurricular activities involved sports. I played basketball in, in high school, and that's all I was really interested in. And I guess the, the regret I have growing up is I didn't participate in theater and drama, and I, I really respect and appreciate and think that the kids that put, the, put themselves out there, I think that's so awesome. And that's something I was scared to do when I was in high school, and I never... I'm just, and I know Mr. Ruggles would be disappointed when I say this, never learned to play an instrument and I have great regret about that. And I, I appreciate kids that participate in those type of, uh, activities and I like to interview them. And, and I think it's awesome that this community, that's one thing I really understood about uh, that, that I learned about this community that I think is great. People really support the arts out here. And I think that's important, mm -hmm. not just here at Mercer County high school, but when you go to Sherrard or Rock Ridge, the people are all on board for that type of stuff. Yeah, I didn't think I'd, when I joined band, I didn't actually think I'd enjoyed it like as much as I still do. But then you, you found out who the teacher was <laughs> yeah. and he was, he, he was lit, man. Plus yeah. the teacher's sitting right by him. <laughs> so you might want to say that. Jim, there's always time to learn an instrument. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And uh, maybe someday I can do that. But I, I'm those are the type of things that I appreciate. I mean, celebrating the kids. And I think it's 
the, the pride that you see in those programs in people backing, you know, music and backing the arts here at, at Mercer County are pretty impressive. So yeah. I, I really applaud the kids for participating in that. Yeah, I agree. I think having such a small school size has really allowed kids to branch out and um, try new things like, you know, um, I never thought I'd do FFA or anything like that. And just being able to um, be comfortable to take risks in our community is super amazing. Um, is there anything like besides sports, like Rhubarb Fest or anything like that, that you enjoy broadcasting? And why do you enjoy broadcasting just like different aspects of our community besides? Well, and one of the things about the job I like is the the you just brought it up the the different things I get to cover. I mean, whether it be county fair scene or the local festivals or city council or county board or high school sports or whatever. I, I like the, the different aspects of those type of things. And, and, you know, growing up, uh, and seeing you, you mentioned FFA and how important the ag program is in this area too is important. Mm -hmm. And I learned about that, uh, coming out here and that's a big part of our, our programming is agriculture and mm -hmm. I've been able to adapt to that and promote that and uh, I think it's an important part of our uh, programming at WRMJ. Yeah I I agree I think that um, just showing people just the multiple sides of our community is one of the most important things that WRMJ does. Um, if you could interview one person in the whole entire world who would you interview? <laughs> oh you man. Boy, that is a good question. I, I'd have to, I'd have to really think about that as we continue our conversation. I, I don't know. I mean, that's oh. such a great, uh, that, that's such a great question. It would be hard for me to answer. Who Who is the most interesting person you have interviewed? Now that's a good question too. I'd have to, man, thinking back 30 years, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say most interesting. Let's just say recently. Boy, putting me on the spot here. I'm just trying to think if anybody said anything really bizarre on the air recently, <laughs> and I can't, I can't think of it. I mean, from the the political spectrum, uh, you know, uh, Obama came through. Uh, his last term, he was over in. Uh, I was in was it in Atkinson he was at so we you know we got we got to attend that uh, Clinton was in Galesburg we were able to attend that so seeing stuff like that and seeing like the behind the scenes uh, uh, secret service and stuff like that how that uh, works but 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 I'm careful to say when you know some of the interesting characters we say that we interview here locally I, I the uh, there, there was one elected official I'll always remember, and I, I use the phrase a lot, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to name the name who the elected official was, but I, I, I always reflect back to what he told me after uh, an event I was attending. It was a court hearing, and he said, Jim, and I'm like, yeah, he said, there's nothing stranger than people, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll always... Yeah remember that and i guess that's kind of one of the interviews that stands out but that that's there's uh truth in that i guess in my 30 years of uh of broadcasting but i wish i could think of i mean th those are two good questions 
Yeah, so how did you even get started interviewing like students for like, or like student spotlight? How did that get started? Well, we just uh, many, many years ago, and I mean, like the strangest thing is when you're like second generation now where you, you interview some parents and then you interview uh, their kids now. And we just decided, it was back in like the 90s that let's try to do a, a spotlight uh, student each week during the school year, basically from, you know, the from Labor Day to Memorial Day. And as we we proceeded doing it, I think the one thing we decided, well, let's not just focus on sports. Let's just do kids involved in whatever the activity is, you know, whether it's bass fishing or maybe it's just some hobby they have. And then of course, high school sports too is a big part of it. But because fr from, from our standpoint in my standpoint my belief is they they don't want to hear, i mean we all have egos in this business and we think people want to hear from us but i think that the way you draw people to the um well you guys probably don't listen to the radio the old-fashioned way where you tune in you listen on your smartphone or you listen on the, the laptop or whatever and i get that but people want to hear other voices and that's a great way to draw attention to the station is get the kids on the air because people want to hear what they have to say. And I, I always think that's very important. And I, I mean, we we really strive to get as many different voices on the air each year. And I don't want to talk to one kid six times. I want to talk to, you know, six kids one time right? and, and get them on the air as much as uh, possible. And I've, I've always appreciated how well-spoken a lot of the kids are. Now, some of them are apprehensive. I get that. I, I can't imagine somebody sticking a mic in my face when I was 16 years <laughs> old wanting to talk to me about uh, something. But I think that's one thing that we celebrate is our kids are pretty media savvy out here because they know we're probably eventually going to talk to them about mm -hmm. uh, something, whatever the topic is or whatever the, the issue is. That's not just Mercer County, but Rockridge and Sherrod, we offer the same service too. Right. I think it's really, I think it's really a great program that you guys have just because, you know, it's so cool to go to, on Facebook or turn on the radio and there's somebody that you're going to school with and walking down the halls with, you know, and it is great that you're allowing us to put our perspective into the media. That's right. Yeah. And Callie Searing can speak to that. Now, I'm going to have <laughs> to speak to you probably one time talking about the podcasting club. I remember last year, it was after a golf practice, uh, you interviewed Mia Hillier for the first time and we knew like the exact time it was going to air on the radio. And we all just sat in her truck and just like oh, listened to the I, I like that, man. Cause I like the old fashioned radio. Cause my mom who, uh, listens like an hour away, she doesn't realize, you know, it would be easier to like list, pick up our station on a smartphone, but no, she wants to yeah. dial in the radio and try and get it. And I'm like, mom, you got to, well, she calls it a, she calls it an iPod, but it's a Kindle Fire. Now, yeah. I know that people like in <laughs> Cupertino, California, would say, "No, that's not an iPad. It's a, it's a Kindle Fire." Big, big stretch there, <laughs> but you get my drift. I, I remember, like, after I listened to that interview, I just kept thinking to myself, "I want to do that. I want to be on WRMJ so bad, <laughs> so." You bad. lying man. No, I, I literally, okay. I asked Eli, who works for you, I was just like, get him to interview me, please. I want to do it so bad. And when 
Mia got interviewed for the second time, I was just like, tell him to interview me. Tell him, tell tell him to do it. Okay, and this is great. And I, I, I and I, you talking about like interesting people or things that you remember? It, mm -hmm. it would be a better question for me, like doing interviews. And you bring up a, a memory for me. I, I and it's weird some of the things that you do in this job where you think, oh, that are they really that important, or is it just another day? And then you do something, right? And then you get like reaction to it like like i told you like the, an ego in this business is sometimes i get done and i admit it i'm like man i taylor you did a great job today but then you hear <laughs> you hear nothing about it right yeah but then you do something and you don't think is that awe-inspiring or that great and then you're like man th this is just uh the, the reaction you get and i'll never forget gracie olson who went to school here what yeah. what year she graduated yeah, and yeah. I hate to drop her name, mm -hmm. but uh, she 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 was recognized for a piece of art she did. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if she did the the joy cancellation stamp or what it was or something that was she. That, I think it was a picture of me. That yeah. was in Bustos's office. <laughs> that's Wait, right. Really? That, that, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And hmm. her. So I interviewed her, and I got this note from her mom saying that how much she appreciated. The recognition that her daughter got but said her daughter really one of the things she said she said i want to be interviewed on wmj yeah. and get on that that spotlight program and i'm like really mm -hmm. <laughs> but but anyway so 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 it's things like that in this pr profession and you, you say some of like the 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 things that i remember most too about like what what puts it in perspective for me i'll never forget i was at a groundbreaking ceremony and this i was with the late joel brunsvold who was a big state representative here and he passed away and he was serving he eventually served as the illinois department of natural resources director <laughs> and i was at this event this ribbon cutting ceremony at sherrod high school all right mm -hmm. and uh so i'm talking to him and this it's a ribbon cutting ceremony this guy comes up to me all right and i'm like oh, and i'm talking to joel brunsvold is a pretty big deal and I'm thinking, oh man, this guy gonna, this guy's gonna give me a great compliment in front of this, this dignitary here. And I'm like, yeah. So the guy, the, the guy shuffles up to me, and he says, "Are you Jim Taylor?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Jim Taylor." And he looks at me, and he goes, "You're going bald." <laughs> oh my goodness! And that's, and that's all he said to me. And that that puts it in perspective sometimes with. Uh, the ego of the position, but, but, but the other contrast to that, I was at a, uh, county board meeting and it, this was the summer of my son's, he was going to his senior year. All right. And, uh, I had a health related scare in, in this summer that my son was uh, going into a senior year. And I, I, I wound up in an intensive care unit. It wasn't, it was a blood pressure related issue, but I was an intensive care unit, weird deal, but they, uh, uh, figured it out. It was a blood pressure, blood pressure related issue. But anyway, so the next week I was at a county board meeting. Okay. And quickly, uh, I rode my bike from my house to the county board meeting and the meeting got over and I was getting some audio from a couple of the, uh, people that were involved in the meeting, you know, to do a story. And I'll never, <laughs> this is tough for me to say, but so the, the county clerk at the time comes up to me and her name is Phyllis Bewley. She used to be, I think, be a teacher here, to, mm -hmm. uh, maybe before the consolidation. And she kind of came up to me and she kind of <laughs> patted me on the back. 
And she goes, uh, it's kind of tough for me to say, she goes, uh, I hope you're feeling okay, JT, you know, whatever. And just kind of patted me on the back. And I'm like, well, you know, it, so, I, so I left that meeting that night. It was really weird. And I, I got on my bike and I'm driving home and I'm, I, I'm like crying like a baby. Cause she just, you know, wow, she, she cared about me. It's kind of like a half kind of hug pat on the back anyway. So it's, it's that type of stuff that the connection to the listener and connection to the story. So long, stupid, sappy story that, that just means a lot to <laughs> right, me, but I mean, no, that kind of, that, that kind of sums up radio is where one guy says, well, you're going bald and this other person <laughs> cares about you. So, you know, it's, it's a contrast like that. So anyway, I, I think though that, you know, you are a huge voice for our community though. And I think people really appreciate that. And I think we all really appreciate what you do. Um, so for our, my last question today, um, you know, you are very successful in Alito for, in radio and in media. Is there any like advice or anything you could tell kids like us in podcast club or just wondering what it's like to actually break into, you know, interviewing people well, on the scene. And I think you guys are doing it the right way. All right. And you have a great avenue to do it because the one thing I've learned in this business is that you are surprised about everybody has a story. Now, some people may be apprehensive about telling it. And the one great thing about in today's environment is your smartphone basically serves as a production studio. I mean, you can interview whoever you want, or if you, if you like the written word, you can write it down. But that that's the one thing I like about podcasts. You know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving or out biking or running or whatever, you know, because there's substance in podcasts and the youth have figured that out. People, the, the, the problem with mainstream media, and I'm not bashing on them, you know, but I don't like 15 second sound bites. You know, I like to listen to depth of conversation, whether it's 30 minutes or like Joe Rogan, for example, he'll, he'll interview somebody for three hours. I can't sit down all at once and listen to it for three hours, but I'll listen to the conversation from start to finish. You know, it may take me a while or, and I listen to Mark Maron. I like his podcast and I like paranormal type of weird podcast too. But I mean, the, the substance of, the interview and storytelling and you, you, people don't realize this, you know, there's 400 different stories in this building, whatever the enrollment is with each person that walks the hall with something they do or one of their interests or whatever. So that's what I tell people. And there's interest in that. You, I mean, that's the thing. People want to hear the story and people want to know about what makes people tick. Right. That's, I think that's so true. Just figuring out what people, who people are is so interesting. And I think that having the ability to talk to people and figure that out over the radio is a great opportunity. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you, Callie, for your input. Um, and thank you, Mr. Ruggles, for doing the tech. All right, and I, I want to tell everybody, subscribe to the Mercer County High School Podcasting yes. Club. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Hello, and welcome back to the pod. I'm Griffin Kernan, and today we have another awesome interview with a very special guest. 
a remarkable all-around student at MCHS. He is an accomplished three-sport varsity athlete in golf, basketball, as well as track and field. He is also among the top of his class, excelling in, in academics as a straight-A student. Student extraordinaire and returning Name That Tune champion, please welcome Robbie Holschlag. Thank you for having me, Griffin. It's really good to have you here, Robbie. I can't wait to ask you these questions. Oh, boy. <laughs> I told Robbie before we came in here today that we have some tough questions for him. <laughs> Break them out. Firstly, I just want to know how. Like, for most people, they can't commit to even just one activity or hobby. You commit to at least three sports on top of any other extracurricular hobbies you have. How do you keep up with the demands of your daily routine? Like, what's your secret, dude? Well, it's very hard to balance all your time in between three sports. And I I mean, I do a band, uh, student council, and FFA. It's definitely, you got to balance your time really well. I mean, in the long run, it'll help you out probably in your everyday life as an adult because you got to balance, you know, like family and your job and just everything like that. So I kind of use that as just like a tool to help me in the future, you know. Yeah. Um, what are some strategies that you use like to – what are some strategies that you've learned to, 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 to help you out with your time management? Um, just don't get like so stressed about it, you know. Um, there was sometimes my freshman year that like I would just go into like a mental breakdown just because all the stuff that was going on, you know. And I've just learned just to go with the flow and uh, just try to do the best you can one thing at a time. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Um, I was somebody who used to do a lot of activities. I sometimes still do. Um, and that's something that happened a lot. You get really stressed because you think that you're in too deep, but you don't really want to quit anything because you think that you, um, you care about everything and that you're, you have a legitimate reason for doing everything. I've found that when trying to manage time, what I've done is I've tried to find an activity that doesn't involve any real critical thinking and try to do that in between, like say if I get home from practice or a meeting and then I have to do homework afterwards for school, I'll try to find something to do in between to kind of reset. Do you have any like reset activities, Robbie? Um, well, I mean like in the summer I'll play golf and stuff and like that, that honestly really helps me with like my stress level and stuff. Just uh, like even playing golf with my dad, it's kind of just a break from the competition of sports. And it's just, it's a lot different playing with, you know, like a friend. And it just helps you know that even if you're playing a competition sport, that you can still have fun with the sport and not be so stressed about it or something like that. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um <laughs> No, but that actually reminds me of uh, some experiences I've had, too. Like, sometimes I would um, – so my uncle and my cousin are both um, wrestling coaches, and sometimes um, if I needed a break from, like, schoolwork, if I had a really tough week, I'd ask them if I could open up the room, and I'd just go in and just do some drills. Um, that would help me kind of reset. It kind of helped me focus my mind on something else for a little bit. So, yeah, I understand where you're coming from there. But you mentioned golf explicitly. And that's a good thing because my next question about you. Um, what has playing golf for the past three years taught you? Like, what are some lessons that you've 
learned by playing golf competitively that you've taken away? Um, it definitely helped uh, kind of more mentally than physically because playing golf, there will be a lot of times where you just want to throw your club and get super mad and stuff. And the past couple of years, I've probably gotten a lot better at that. And it kind of goes into everyday life. If And once again, balancing all the sports, you can't get so down on yourself for trying to be like perfect or something like that. So you just got to um, kind of be more calm and don't let like the pressure get to you or, you know, so. It got to be cooler than the other side of the pillow. Right. <laughs> Um, I have, that's probably a copyright from ESPN on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Patience is something that I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of golfers have. Um, I can't, I don't think there's any real competitive golfers who can really do without that level of patience. Otherwise you'll look more foolish than happy Gilmore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I also know you do track and basketball as well. And one notice, one difference I've noticed in them is that golf and track are they, you, you do have a team aspect to them, but they're mainly individual sports. But basketball is entirely a team sport. Um, as many of us who follow sports know, one player does not a good team maketh. What have been some struggles or growing pains um, you've experienced in basketball with your teammates, and uh, how did you get over the hump? How did you work through them? Well, it basically, all starts at practice. Um, you got to bring good energy and just make sure you're there for your teammate every day. And I'm sure you know that through wrestling or even any other sport. Because um, practicing like a team every day in, in and out of practice, it'll help in the game. And you got to play as a team to win and make sure you give it your all 100% of the time. Yeah. That's a really important aspect. And uh, when you said you had to come in with a good amount of energy every day, you know that not everyone's going to come in with the same amount of energy every day. Right. So when you see that somebody's not working super hard or is maybe having a tough week, what do you kind of do now that you're an older kid on the team to hold your teammates accountable? Well, you kind of got to kind of gotta get into them. You got to, like, kind of got to yell at them a little bit. Um, I mean, if your coach doesn't, I mean – you just got to do it. And as a team, you got to acknowledge if the kid's kind of having a bad day, you got to just get with them, kind of maybe understand what's going on throughout their day, and hopefully you can uh, help them fix it and help them have a better day. And that's a that's a good thing about sports is that if you're having a bad day, you can come to practice and hopefully – you can be with your friends and just play the sport you love, and uh, hopefully that will make you happier. Yeah. Um, in res- in the <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying yeah after you get done with the questions. Um, takes, sometimes it takes me a minute to analyze some answers so I can come up with the appropriate response. But, yeah, I actually liked your answer. Um, in the wrestling room, from my own experience, I can tell you that um, – not everyone's going to come in as energized as you are or maybe more energized than you are. And not everyone's going to come up with the same mentality. There are a lot of days where some people come in super energized, but they, they don't leave that way because practice just kicks them in the can. <laughs> and 
you have the other way around where some people come in and they just really don't want to be there that day, but they find their drive, they find their, um, they, they get, they find their fire, you know, mm-hmm. and they take it through the rest of practice. That's what we try to do. Um, I really, as a captain on the wrestling team, I personally don't care if you don't come, if you come in not wanting to be there, but by the end of practice, I want you to find your drive a little bit. I want you to find your stride. And, um, as a, uh, and you're a junior on the basketball team. So even, even if you're not a captain this year, that's still a very important role to play. Right. It's still kind of a, um, a sole leadership position, mm-hmm. which I think that knowing you well, you'd be pretty, you'd excel pretty well at. Thank you. And, but, um, Robbie's also not just an athlete though. So I'm going to focus on another part of his, um, part of his activities and his personality. Robbie's not just an athlete. He's also an exemplary academic student as well who ranks among the top of his class and with nothing but praise from his teachers and classmates. So I want to ask Robbie uh, what his favorite class teacher or subject is and what's something interesting he's learned recently. Well, I'd say for my favorite class, um, I'd have to go with all my ag classes. Um, and, of course, the legendary Mike Chossie is my favorite teacher. Um, but I'm also a big fan of math. Um, Mrs. Huckey is a wonderful teacher. Uh, she does a great job every day with bringing the energy to class. Because some days, I mean, I, I know I don't want to be there sometimes for math. I mean, because math can be just a, a, a pain, just a pain. But like you talk about energy, she really brings energy every day to make it enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you made that comparison there. Mm-hmm. I really love how you made that connection there because in a way that um, the classroom can be almost the exact same as um, the gym or the wrestling room and the fact that if you don't come in, you don't come motivated, ready to learn, you may right. not be as successful right away. But if somebody is there, like Mrs. Huckey, who is a good teacher and holds you accountable to learn your stuff and will help you get along, that is kind of the best teacher you kind of teacher you can have, and it was, that's what makes students like Robbie succeed. Mm-hmm. And I also love how you mentioned uh, the legendary uh, Mike <laughs> Chossie. Yep, I had him only one semester, regrettably, this from my entire high school career. But that was probably my favorite semester of my high school career. Yep. <laughs> um. And is there anything interesting you've learned recently? Maybe not in math class or ag class, but just something that you've picked up somewhere that kind of interested you. Um, I mean, I'd probably have to say that in uh, horticulture, that's one of my ag classes, uh, I knew nothing about, like, plants or anything like that. And, uh, but, like, in that class, we, like, we pot plants and uh, learn all about different greenhouses and all that, and which I thought was pretty interesting. I didn't really realize that there's like so many different style of greenhouses and like how important it is to have a certain greenhouse because every greenhouse kind of like plays a different role. It, I just thought it was really interesting, but I mean, there's so many other things I've learned this year that are just crazy and it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. You didn't have to find me like one piece of information, but what I, that was actually the kind of answer I wanted to hear. Wanted to kind of hear the answer of something that you really hadn't given too much serious thought to previously, right. but you've 
started to find that there's a lot more importance in something that you've ignored previously. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of, in my opinion, where some of the basis of uh, academic knowledge comes from, an academic interest. Right, sure. Um, One of my my great uh, hobbies myself is... um, is that I follow politics religiously, yep. and I didn't start that way. I thought it was absolutely boring until I took a little bit of a look into it, and I decided that it was actually a lot more interesting than it first appeared. That's kind of how um, academic passion develops, mm-hmm. and I commend you in taking that step forward in horticulture. Thanks. Um, and if you also know Robbie, um, you know most of the time he doesn't say a lot to you. He doesn't have a whole lot to say. But because of this, there's probably a plethora of things that we don't know about him. So I wanted to ask Robbie right here, right now, what's something that most people don't know about you? Um, I know a lot of 80s music. Uh, I know the name, the artist, like any song that you probably play, I, I'll probably know it. It's interesting you say that, Robbie. Oh, boy. You want to know why? Yep. Because I have a surprise for you. Oh, jeez. Our lightning round questions today, before we leave, I wanted to run you through a gauntlet of a lightning round. Oh, boy. And this gauntlet, I think you'll appreciate this minigame because you're on your own home turf in Name That Tune. Oh, jeez. <laughs> in Name That Tune, for some context of the people at home, Robbie knows his music, and I know this very well. He is a machine. He is a human jukebox. He is so fast, he made Shazam cry. Oh, boy. Chuck Norris <laughs> said, dang. The sun reversed itself, and not even an entire band of well over 100 kids could beat him one time. He did say that. Yep. I've experienced this mass skill personally, guys. And I'll just say that when I tried to go against him, I was looking dumber than Patrick Starr afterwards. He's truly a returning champion. You're about to find out just how good he is. So here's the game. We're going to run through about five or six songs on my Spotify account, and we're going to see if you can if you can get right. Starting now. Watch this short video. <laughs> Any way you want it by Journey. Good job. <laughs> okay, next song. I like this intro. It's pretty good. This is a long intro, guys. Yeah, good. All right, we'll just say that that was a very long intro, Robbie. <laughs> We're not going to count you on that one. All right, good. Oh, God, another long intro. <laughs> Life's Been Good by Joe Walsh. Good, Robbie. All right. That's another score in your favor. <laughs> Hmm. 
Griffin, you might have got me on this one. Yeah, this is a tough playlist today, Robbie. Um, it's How Much I Feel by Ambrosia. Oh, I've heard of that band. I mean, they, they got some good ones, I'll tell you what. I'm not familiar with their work personally. Really good. I've never went on my way to listen to Ambrosia. <laughs> Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. Absolutely. Good job, Let's Robbie. Go. Got a feeling. I know. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see you like Rosanna by Toto. Yep. Yep. Good job, Robbie. <laughs> All right, if the internet could stop bugging around, that'd be great. <laughs> Discovering a premium feature is uh, not great, but I want to thank you, Robbie. Yep. You got at least three out of four, but I'm going to count that second one because that was maybe the longest intro I've ever heard right. on any song in my life. <laughs> so congratulations, you won the game. All right. Once again, I want to thank Robbie for coming into my interview today. It was nice to have you here. I also want to thank Mr. Ruggles for engineering this podcast. And I want to thank um, um, Lindsay Bagel for um, the soaring you will support. Well, I'll see you in the next episode in December. So there you have it, folks. There's our second episode of our Mercer County Podcasting Club for the month of November. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Once again, thanks to Lindsay Bigley and the Soaring Eagles program for allowing this program to take place and to Brennan Fluette for engineering our program. Please tell your friends and share all of our information so we can get as many plays on our podcast as we can. And we hope that you join us in December for what we have coming up next. Thank you.